So, welcome to Safe House. In the Safe House studio today, we have the gorgeous and talented. I call, I've just realised I call everyone gorgeous. <laughs> I'm a lying, nasty, horrible Wow, man. you made me feel so special. <laughs> wow, I feel so honoured to be here. <laughs> In the studio today, we have the talented, the gorgeous. There we go. It's, um, it's Violet Vogue, everyone. Hi. Lovely vibes How in the studio you? today. No one ever asked me if I'm okay. Why? I'm... <laughs> I've no idea. These selfish... Can we swear on this podcast? Absolutely you can. Oh, these selfish bitches. Like... Literally. Literally. <laughs> um, have to start by asking you pronouns, just so we can get them right throughout. Yeah. My, my pronouns are he, him. Mm-hmm. In drag, out drag, both? Um, In drag, I go by she, her, just because it's easier. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm not really fussed. Like it's a bit jaunting when someone does come up to me and says like, "All oh, my friends, like my close friends, still call me Johnny, which is my boy name." Yeah. And then they're like, "Are you right, Johnny?" I'm like, "It's Violet tonight." <laughs> like I'm there, like, "Don't do that." It throws me. So off. when you're in drag, very particular. Very particular about my yeah. name. It's like always Violet in drag. Um, I mean, for the podcast, you're here as as Violet. Violet. Yes. So I, if you use she here in drag, I will probably clean she because that's no, what I usually do. No, don't worry, do. it's fine. I, I'm quite yeah. like I'm not. Fussy Gorge. when I'm out of drag, or even when I'm in drag, just like when my close friends do it, I'm like, you know better. Do you know what? The other day, <laughs> now that you said that, the other day I was at a pre-drinks. Yeah. Um, it was it was someone's birthday, and um, immediately when I walked in, mm. someone and I never get this because nobody knows me by my government name. Oh, I really? pretty much detached myself from my home life. I don't really have any friends from home, like bar like two, but they don't live in Manchester. Right. And um immediately when i walked in, into the room the first person that came up to me was like is it dan and i was oh, like no i was like what i've, I've not spent three hours <laughs> painting this pulling face. my face back <laughs> pulling my <laughs> back oh, no. to be called dan. i was like what the hell is going on see i don't talk so i just like use i get like, no, a, no, i, don't either, I no, get no, a barbie pussy with all the uh, all the tights and the pads i'm like that'll do yeah yeah, yeah like, no. just smush it all together you've called me out there because i don't either <laughs> <laughs> I was lying. I was lying. Um, right, okay. Well, I always begin by letting the creative that I've invited introduce themselves because mm-hmm. the best way to introduce yourself is to introduce yourself. Yeah. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then I'll fill in the gaps oh, over the next God. hour um, or so. Yeah. Um, hi, I'm Violet Vogue. I'm a Manchester-based drag queen. Um, born and bred. Oh, yeah. Right. Bread. <laughs> but, well, Emphasis on the bread. Well, you see my grinder profile. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been doing drag. Oh my god! Actually, now I think about it, nearly nine years. And I'm, I'm 28. Yeah. That's a lot. I'm I can't like, believe you're coming in strong, telling people your age. Oh, I don't care. Right. Like I still look like 24. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> give or take a few years but yeah i've been doing drag for so long i didn't really realize until literally just then i started in london though mm. i moved to i moved to london to do my degrees and stuff and then i started with like uh, i think she's called her no me now meth yeah she's changed her name now but i started at isn't meth. her and her and me are like they work together that i think meth was hers drag mom Oh, I right, think okay. I don't really know fully, okay. but I started out at their competition, uh, mm-hmm. not another drag competition. Mm-hmm. I entered, I think, the year after I saw Taste, and I was literally just like, I am obsessed with this. I need to do it. Yeah. Let's fully go for it. And then, yeah. So that was like, that was the beginning. 
Yeah, kind of. Like, uh-huh. I remember being younger and always seeing, like, Panto Dames and stuff and being mm-hmm. like, I'm obsessed with them. Why not? I can't believe you saw Panto Dames and you were like, that's what I want That's to my do. drag. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Widow Wanky, influence me. Hey, girl. <laughs> Widow Wanky. <laughs> <laughs> I just sake. invited you over to offend you. That's all I've done. I mean, everyone else does a cadaver. I'm just a what you call it, a battering ram for everyone's a, a punching bag. Punching bag, that's it. <laughs> not a battering ram. I mean, whatever you want to call me. Gorge. <laughs> I think that I think that gives everyone a good idea to start off on. Yeah. Who you are? I'm just a stupid bitch, basically, with like camp numbers. I, I love anything camp. Like mm-hmm. my drugs very like movie references and like I remember my first number. I did Debbie from the Adams Family. Okay. I did her as my competition entry and then since then I've just always done like Death Becomes Her I've mm-hmm. recently done Mrs. Tweedy from Chicken Run uh-huh. so it's always like my numbers are referencing something that I was obsessed with as a, as obsessed a kid with. Yeah, yeah like always kind of making it camp and stupid uh-huh. if you, I feel like I'd love doing serious drag like ballads but they bore me sometimes fair come to me yeah <laughs> 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 I mean, don't want to stay get me but when I see Don't Rain in My Parade for the fifth time on Canal Street right that's not my number but it is hers in the other room so oh is it please give me mine at Pride for Tits and Tits <laughs> <laughs> so I can't plot myself no there. leg to sand on <laughs> Um, well, yeah. Gorgeous. So I have to ask because it's one of the things that I feel like it always seems to spark a, a story or some stupid reason. Some of them are really nice, actually, but mm. it's, it's usually stupid. <laughs> Where did your name come from? Oh, is there a re- is there is there a- yeah I feel like there is a there story. is an origin story Violet wasn't always Violet okay so I got I, I started working in the village when I was eighteen at Cruise okay uh, so you, so I was a bar staff. When you were in, because you said you started in London. So I started dragging London, yeah. Okay. So started, Tell me about the name. Go. I feel like so you were getting there. Started bar staff, working at Cruise, and then I've always, like, my first shift I worked Cha Cha. I was literally mm-hmm. thrown in the deep end. I never, this is Cha Cha Boudoir. Cha Cha Boudoir, but, yeah, the legendary night. Because we've, uh, we've spoken on the podcast with Banksy about yes. Cha Cha Boudoir that isn't going anymore. No, I wish it still was. But that was at Cruise. It was at Sub, so Aftershock Sub used to put Cha Cha on. Um, okay. And I remember my first shift was downstairs in the basement and I was literally just like kind of scared but also like amazed at the same time. Makes a lot of sense. Because I, I, I was quite a sheltered kid going into anything. So when I was like, I worked at Mackey's and then it went straight for the village. I was like, oh my mm-hmm. God, I found my people. Mm-hmm. I've gone to such a ramble. I'm not even talking about my name. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm going to leave you. You're going to get there. I'm going to get there eventually. Um, <laughs> in about 10 minutes. <laughs> no, but like someone, I was chatting to someone. I was like, I really don't name Purple. And they were like, well, why mm-hmm. don't you call yourself Amethyst? And I was like, I don't know, it's kind of an old school name. Add yourself to the list. Oh, don't. Was, I mean, I say I'm... that, add yourself to the list of people that call Violet. Yeah, well, girl, <laughs> I know. I was like, so original. Mm. <laughs> but then it, it was the time when everyone had like crass names. Okay. So this bar staff, I can't remember his name, I think it's called Ryan actually. He came to me and was like, why do you call yourself Amethyst in bottom? Uh, and okay. I, I stuck with that for about two years. This is before I started drag. Okay. So I started that. And I, was like, I feel like some drag queens have their name prepped and ready before they start. I did not. Go. I was I was handed down a name from the gods or the, a name from hell by the <laughs> literally, literally. The depths. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, I love that. I hated it. <laughs> so what? why, if you hate the name, why are we, why are you like, yes, Ryan? <laughs> I don't know. Like I was, because it probably because I was so naive when I was like a young gay. Like I was just like a yes 
kind of thing to anybody. I didn't really understand, like, the pun originally. Right, okay. And then when I was, like, going down to London and I was talking to people about it, they were like, that's disgusting. <laughs> I was like, I know, isn't it funny? And then someone told me about it and I was like, oh. Oh. Oh, see, that's how dumb I am. I just, it took me two years and I moved to London. <laughs> so not much has changed. But then when I entered, oh, fuck off, I just realised what you said then. <laughs> You're not helping yourself there because that took you too long. <laughs> but then when I moved to London, I entered NADC. Um, I, need, I just was like, I need to change the name. So mm. not another drag competition. Mm. Where is that? Is that still going? Where, no, where, where, where is it held? It was, I can't remember the name of the bar. Is that what it shut down? Her oh, right, upstairs, okay. the bar was called. Okay. It was in Camden, and it I, I can't remember if it was Meth who owned it, or it was like a part ownership, mm. but it was like a very queer-centric bar. Okay. And it was very small, very like tight, but it was always packed. That mm. competition was always rammed. It was like full of amazing artists, and it started off a lot of people's careers in London that mm-hmm. I look up to still to this day. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I saw a picture of Why She. Yeah, uh, yeah, Why She was in my uh, surreal. I sent her home. Did you? I did. Oh, she's gonna hate me if you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but she, me, and her were in the. You and her, or you and Why She. Why she? This yeah, is not get her, confusing. her. Not her. Her. <laughs> she. She. Fuck! Don't start. My drag daughter's called she. Slay she. <laughs> so we and her in the bottom two second week, and then we both took our wigs off. Sin of every baby queen to not. I'm take surprised they didn't send off. you both home. They nearly did, and I don't know why they didn't. They should have. They should have. I know. I agree. It would have saved me so much stress and money. <laughs> I was traumatized. No, but we were just in bottom two, and then yeah, I sent the bitch back in. Bye. But then she's got a better career than me now. So look who's laughing now. Yeah, <laughs> the booked and blessed queen. So from because we have gone on a tangent because we I have, asked yeah, further sorry. questions. You've done at, at what point from when you moved to London mm. do you become Violet Vogue? So when I entered, I was like, need, I just needed a new name, and I was like, I've always liked the idea of like the color purple. Even mm-hmm. like... The musical? <laughs> the rusical girl. <laughs> Good, we'll be going There's then. the door. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I keep what is keep like the theme of like purple or something. So, I was uh-huh. like, Violet's nice. And then Vogue just came from the alliteration mainly. But okay. I, I did always have like a real passion for fashion. If you can say not to be like that. She's crazy. a brat star. <laughs> Fuck Barbie. <laughs> She's an Oppenheimer. But it's always like, I used to watch like Ugly Betty and be obsessed with it. I, yes. was, I was an Ugly what Betty was that, um What was the magazine called? Mode. Mode, Mode magazine. Mode and then... Magazine. Um, Why not Violet Mode? I did, I did consider it, but I think uh-huh. Vogue was the alliteration I wanted. Like, yeah. VV kind of suited me. Double Vs. Yeah, like, it, it's snappy, it's quick, and I think, like, it, at the time and still now it suits kind of my persona more okay i feel like i came with the, the name first and then the persona grew with the name i didn't like come... you grew into your name yeah i didn't really start off being a certain type of queen per mm. se like I, I did try a bit of club kid i tried a bit of but with competition you have to do everything you have to do stand yep. up and shit so i did try my heart at everything but i've always found like my drag is camp and i feel like even though the name Violet Vogue is quite, you'd think a fashion girl or you'd think like mm. Conte, I'm kind of the opposite and I like to have that because it's like a bit of a juxtaposition. If that makes well, they don't know what they're getting. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Like, I'm just a good time gal. Mm-hmm. Love a piss. Love a piss. <laughs> Love a piss. Up. <laughs> Love a piss. Your piss girl. She likes a golden right. shower. That's what I'm going for. I do not, for the record. <laughs> Get that. A fist in bottom doesn't like. 
<laughs> mm, you've not seen me the eagle girl calm your tits do you know what I've actually only been once and I didn't like it do you know what when I I think absolutely great safe space for mm. whoever wants to you know yeah. kink space yeah absolutely yeah I have been in a couple times mm. this one particular time I went in and uh, I think Sunday service was on right okay but the sorry not but and <laughs> the smell <gasps> when it's full. Yes. When there's a because Sunday service is, is always everyone round. goes yeah. always round. The smell of men just it's like sweat it's, pop as a musk, isn't it's it? It's so and I, I could not believe toilet. it. I yeah. could not believe it. And it's not it's not like it's not bad. Like yeah. uh, you know, I'm I'm a queer person. Of course, that's not a bad smell. Like, no, I love like... that smell. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> girl, me downstairs in sub. <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. But it was. I was, yeah. I was like, I've never witnessed something like this in my life. Like and I was that like, Whoa. one particular like odor that you just instantly know where you are. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, I'm home. <laughs> I was like, ain't no women up in here. No, uh, like, well, they're not allowed. Well, no, mm. no, that's another. Story. I think they were allowed at one point on Sunday, so I don't know if they've stopped. Just, just on Sunday. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah, that's another story for mm, yeah, another day. Another day. Another day. Another um, day. But yeah, what, why are we talking about eating? Uh, my name's still. I don't know. What oh, yeah. yeah. See what I mean? <laughs> so, so the, the, the competition kind of gave you a, a reason to... It basically kick-started everything for me. Like, yeah. I didn't really work much in London because I was doing my degree and I was, I was mm-hmm. broke. London really is tough. Like, mm-hmm. I have so much respect for the queens that I know that are still there and working mm-hmm. the gigs because they, they are a different breed. Yeah. They'll be brunch, brunch, heaven, another club. Another and I'm club. like, madness how they can have the energy, let alone. Like, mm-hmm. I do one gig at cruise, 12 till 4. Yeah. I'm knackered by free. Like, the girls like, that work full-time here only ever have to walk maximum yeah. one street. Yeah. They have to do the length of Canal Street. In maximum. London. Yeah. And there's, like, there's nothing together in London. Like, you've got Soho, oh. but, like... They don't really bar hop in Soho. Like I say that, like, you've got, obviously, there's queens that work in different cities, and, mm. like, for instance, you've got, like, Imani. Imani's always on trains Imani, up and down the country. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the queens that, what I mean is the queens that work in the village on, when they're in doing the shifts yeah. in different bars. You haven't really got that far to go. So no. London is completely different. It's a beast, genuinely. Mm. Like, even getting the tube in drag, I remember getting the bus and like we not the bus in drag. Oh no, it, I got the bus in drag, girl. That was, no, that's how skint I was. It's one fifty. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to uh, be fair. Yeah, it was just like it was not a good vibe. I, that's no. why I mean I have so much respect for the girls who do it because up here it's like kind of more relaxed. Like, yeah, slower pace. Slower pace. Yeah, I, I spoke to like a few of the girls who are considered moving up here, and I'm like, it's mm. tough at the moment. Like mm. everyone's fine for the same gig, but you've yep. got so much more opportunity to do everything. Yeah, I feel like everyone's moving up to Manchester. Yeah, yeah, which is fair. Like everyone's welcome, but also stop making the rent go up. Yep. I'm freelance at the moment, and I'm literally like going from job to job. And I've mm-hmm. been lucky this last year. Well, last year I started working at Selfridges doing event stuff, mm-hmm. and then that was only six month contract. But now I'm fully freelance, and mm-hmm. I've put my toe into TV, and it's doing okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into that because okay. I've not got very far in my notes because we've just been chatting away. Yeah, <laughs> about random crap. <laughs> because I, 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 did I, I did tell you this was gonna happen. Did we cover enough in the last bit? Did we like cut short? Yeah, no, no, we got it. It was your name. Yeah. We got there. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> we did, we did, we did, we got there. I always like there. forget what I said, you know, and I'm like, no, no, oh my no. god. <laughs> We're on it, don't worry, don't worry. So I like to know because creativity takes a lot of energy and mm. a lot of time. Yeah. What it is that you get up to when you're not being creative. Right. So you're a drag queen. Yeah. You're a business mogul, and mm. we'll get into all that later on. <laughs> you're a business mogul. What is it that you do day to day? Does the creativity stop? Some people say no, mm. some people are creative all the time. What do you get up to day to day? At the moment, I'm 
fully freelance, like I said. I'm in, I'm in telly at the moment. I'm quite lucky. Uh-huh. Um, I started doing that in February, so I'm a runner for a few things. Like, yesterday, I was at Corrie, uh-huh. um, which is... I never thought I'd get mm-hmm. like very chuffed. There's like a full tick box. So I used to watch as a kid with my mum. Yeah. So me being like a little northern boy, I'm watching it and then actually now working on it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, I've just met Ken. <laughs> it's Literally. like stupid shit like that. But with that, there's like nothing at the moment. Right. So like, I am in like a creative industry per se, but I'm not doing anything creative in that industry. I'm, I'm a runner is basically, if you don't know, just like an assistant to the production. Okay. So go get me bagels. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that. Get me my coffee, please. Yeah. Well, half the time it was please. Like I want a flat white. Yeah. And it's just like a production assistant essentially. Yeah. But before that, I was in events at Selfridges, which was another job I never thought I'd get. Yeah. Um. So I was doing the Christmas events there, which was very creative, very hands-on, very stressful. Yeah. But quite rewarding and as well as that i started tits and teeth last no i started in the pandemic actually uh-huh. so tits and teeth started is we'll get into that oh you let me pause. stop you oh. yeah 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 we'll get into that a little bit later so okay. not to stop you no 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 it's fine I'll... Because that's kind of connected to your drag. We'll talk about it okay. in, um, in a little bit. So let's go back to running. Running. So you said you do, you're freelance. Mm-hmm. So how would one go about finding a runner job? Girl. I know it, a couple of people that do it and yeah. they've gone into TV. Yeah. Weirdly, I was talking to my drag mother today because mm. one of her friends is a executive producer and started running. Yeah. So I know it goes in different directions it but does. how do you start how does one find a runner job i see i've i started when i was at uni so i did i, I moved to london for uni originally and what did you study uh film production come on and I, <laughs> it was all theory <laughs> no practice yeah <laughs> i was learning about gothic film and french film uh-huh. not what i wanted to do at all like okay. i think for me i had a few work experiences which i was very lucky to get i, I started off at shameless uh, okay like back in 2010 it was my school's work experience Sick. I don't, know, I don't know how the fuck I managed to grab that. Do you but, know what? I'm gonna have to start like a segment where I'm like, "What's the, <laughs> what was your work experience?" Because that's probably gonna, that would being the first one is yeah. the top one. I can't see anyone being any Fucking higher than that. I I, I, I I didn't even understand how I got it. And I think it was my drama teacher knew someone. And I mentioned okay. I wanted to go into TV. And then she happened to know someone. Okay. And again, that, that's how I got into it. It's who I knew, not what I knew. Yeah, which very, tends to be. It's very much an industry where you've got to network, chummy up with people, and keep them sweet. It's the same as drag. Yeah, 100%. I like to think there's certain parts of my life that have kind of prepared me to do drag. Yeah, 100%. And that, for you... That's one of them. Yeah. You know. 100%. Like, I feel... What asses do I have to lick today? It, uh, to get well, me a gig. Yeah. And it's like, I never really got anywhere with it until this last year. So I started when, like, 2010, for instance. But I did work experiences. Yeah. And I just was banging on the door constantly, using my contacts. But then there was nothing coming my way. And I was quite mm-hmm. unlucky for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I stuck with it. And I, I think I said to myself, by the time I was 30, I'd stop completely. Okay. Turn 29. Uh, God. Yeah, we're up. Not yet. No, not, not yet. yet. And twenty turned twenty eight this year, and was like, okay, maybe this is my last year. And then, literally in February, so lucky, mm-hmm. got offered a standing position at, with this company called Worker Bay, and they yep. were doing a show with Hot Wheels. Okay, uh, it was a mad show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they did it for free initially. Got speaking to the production manager. Yeah. And was like, you know, I'm really keen to work some more. Do you need more runners? And he was luckily just like, yeah, we are looking for more runners. Like, give me your number. And I was literally like... He was like, how fast? How, how fast can you run? But literally, how fast could you run? And then day one, I was like, okay, what's this? What's that? And they're like, have you worked in production before? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. Like, I yeah. feel like sometimes it is just... 
And it is the same with drag. It yeah. all ties back because I did it's so many free gigs. Who is in the right place yeah. at the right time? And then it's just talking to the right people. And again, like like I, like I just said, then it was literally like doing free shit for so long, building up my experience, and then luckily getting that one paid gig. And now mm-hmm. I'm on the roll with getting more paid work. And yeah. I feel like that I started like that in drag. I did a few free gigs here and there, and then it's hard when you're starting out in anything. But this is, I think, what I think what that speaks to is when people talk about paying your dues mm-hmm. in drag because it gets yeah. spoken about quite a bit. Yeah. Doing those jobs for free. Mm-hmm. Not talking about drag here, by no, the way, no, because no, no. don't do drag for free. No, I'm not suggesting right. anyone do drag <laughs> for free. I agree. Do not start drag for free. No, it will. Ha- <laughs> it will. But yeah. doing those initial, you know, TV jobs, yeah. taking the opportunities, and then while you're in there, kicking your foot through a few doors and, and getting in the right person's ears, mm. then kind of creates those opportunities. Yeah. You can transfer that to drag, 100%. like taking the jobs that maybe not you don't want to do at first, yeah. with an aim to go in the direction that you want exactly like no one starts out how they want to end up no no it's like no it's like um i always had never thought i'd even be in tv this year mm-hmm. like my my plan always was to kind of start as a bit higher up and then okay. I, I feel like i was told i could do and i was like promised certain things with my degree and stuff because i did a master's too and i was yeah. promised with my master's i'd get career opportunities that would be one up from starting as a runner okay but i think everyone's just got to start as a runner or like the yeah. lower paid jobs to yeah. then work your way up because then lower paid jobs are Sometimes actually pay better yeah. than people higher up because they're on salary. Yeah. And if you're working like for the Hot Wheels, for instance, one week I earned more than the production sec who was actually salaried. Right. And I was like, you can earn some good money if you're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot of hard work. Uh-huh. And it's also a good experience for you as well. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Do you think anything that you... Side question. Is there anything specific that you've learned throughout your TV experience that you've been able to use in, in drag? drag? Ooh. I think, like, mainly being, like, a people person. Like, talking to, like... Really? Yeah. Well, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of times you've just got to, like, have the gift of the gab as well. Yeah. With drag... I'm quite now I'm business minded I never used to be I was kind mm. of just like going from thing to thing and like trying to be a queen that wasn't kind of thing okay in what way I was trying to like impress everyone else rather than myself so I was always like trying to outdo everyone else when I right. should have been outdoing myself like okay. like having a bit of a more clear mindset of like okay I've done this what can I do to improve me Okay. About looking at other people and seeing how they're progressing, which is the same in TV. I do it now. I'm looking at people who are working still, and I've not I've not had many jobs at the moment because it's a bit of a drought. Okay, but which again happens in drag. Happens in drag. I mean, it's happened to me in drag. To be fair, like I, that's why I started tits and teeth because I wasn't getting many bookings. And uh-huh. I was literally just like, but this is it. Yeah. When you stop looking at what's going on mm. around you, yeah. and go, what can I do? When you come a bit internal and like you, just, like... you think about you yourself. Yeah. There's no gigs. All right, put on a show then. Yeah, exactly. That's a perfect example. Yeah. I'm very, very with you on the whole focusing internally rather than externally because I've spent a lot of time looking at what other people are doing. Oh, I was the worst for it, yeah. Only very recently. Yeah. And I had to do it like mentally. I've had to like... Check in. Actively work at not looking outward and yeah. looking more inward. Like yeah. It's been a journey, but I think more recently in the last like two, three months, I'm starting mm-hmm. to reap the rewards from it. Yeah, 100%. And weirdly and ironically, it gets more attention because you can see when people are doing what they love yeah. and it's genuine. You can... It, it, you have a passion behind you. You're it's not just real. Doing, you're not doing it for the sake of it. Yeah. You're doing it because you care about it. And that shows... Yeah, I've spoken great length 
about people who are on stage and you can tell the hearts aren't in it. Yeah. More recently online, I've seen discourse about forcing people. We won't talk about it too much because I spoke about it <clears> on <throat> another episode. Yeah. But forcing people to do certain types of drag that they don't want to do, like forcing people into performing that don't mm. want to. Yeah. You're going to be able to tell that they don't enjoy what they're doing. Yeah. So let them do what they love yeah. and then they'll succeed. Yeah, I feel like drag's always been a performance art, but now, like, I'm seeing queens, like, who are just visually stunning, and, like, that's their shit. And they still do well. And they still do well. Still like, get paid. I'm com- I come from the old school mindset of, like, not every queen needs to be a performer. Well, I started out as a performer, uh-huh. so I've got that mindset of, like, I would like to see a queen perform, but I still obsess over the queens who can pull a look together. Mm. Because, like, for me, it's like Ellis Atlantis, like stunning makeup artist like and beautiful. for the record no one's se- i don't think anyone's seen her perform so we don't know that she can't i'm not saying yeah i'm not saying she can't what i'm saying is like she's more of a visual queen mm. and i adore her art like it's beautiful i don't necessarily want to see her perform anyway because like what she brings on instagram and on online i'm all here for anyway she could be the best performer on the planet and we just but don't know she doesn't need to yeah she doesn't need to she be. doesn't need to yeah if you don't need to do that and I think then that's fine and I think like that's a new thing with drag like it's evolved always constantly evolving I remember mm. when I started it was like oh you new queens don't know how to do ABC but I'm like no you don't need to you don't need to and then now with this newer generation of the RuPaul like effect it's kind of not watered it down I think it's made it evolve more mm. I wouldn't say it's like it's come with its positives and negatives because yeah, I think there's always going to be negatives like mm. it becomes more accessible yes however it changes and evolves into a different art form that is now more coveted in a way yeah and kind of more respected but also I there's higher standards very high everyone's got a human hair unit now <laughs> even, I, even I do <laughs> not me I know have you not no oh you, it'll change your life see I, I can't remember the last time I wore a wig though oh because you use your normal hair mm. right yeah okay so like so technically it's a human unit but it's just attached yeah, to my head I'm balding so I, I <laughs> why do you think I have my fringe out so much <laughs> <laughs> not this. Listen, I... I'm not trying to hide it. Like, well, no, I do hide it, but I'm not like not going to talk about it. Like, mm, I hide it. I was quite wearing a hat. Oh no, you I was born male. Hat. My hair's receding. That's <laughs> quite normal. I know. I, to be fair, I'm surprised mine's lasted because my brother started going bald at 24, and I'm 28 now, and it's like not receding like his. However, sorry, Kieran, if you listen to this, but you're bald. <laughs> <laughs> my dad is bald, bald. My dad is bald too. But I've heard that it comes from your maternal grandfather. Right. And my granddad has, I mean, he has a fierce comb over, but he has a lot of hair. He's got a lot of hair on his head. So I have hope. Bald. I have hope. He also does not have the curl pattern that I have. So um, right, confused okay. as to where that came from. I feel like I'm very much on my <laughs> mum's side because I'm mm-hmm. quite fair and mum's quite fair, but Kieran's definitely taken after my dad. Yeah. Massive me head. I'm oh. like, all right, good for you. <laughs> yeah. You have a good head for drag because it's, it's like. I've got very small proportions. Like I'm a size uh, eight. Fuck, Fuck you. I know, I'm a size 8 shoe, so I can go to Primark. These well, are a women's you. 9, and I'm hanging off the back. I can see. Go, if, these it's cliffhangers <laughs> backwards. What's a backwards cliffhanger? Plans end there. Fuck yourself. <laughs> I can see the White Cliffs of Dover. That is nasty. <laughs> How dare you call my ankles the White Cliffs of Dover. Well, they look at Ashley's You've house. been uninvited from the safe house. This uh, is the danger house. The danger house. <laughs> oh, Mickey Mouse is the danger mouse. <laughs> <laughs> 
Where was she going? She doesn't know. Um, So let's go right the way back. So you mentioned earlier that you've been doing drag for nine. Roughly nine years, I think. Roughly nine years. I see. I say roughly because I don't really remember it because I did a lot of them. You were doing a lot of coke. Well, (laughs) London life. (laughs) Literally. See you in Cubicle Free Girl. Oh, Eh. dear. Oh, dear. I mean, Cruise Girl's got a rap. <laughs> we won't delve into that too much because we don't want to defame I'm any joking. bars. It's all a joke. Literally. <laughs> um, so, obviously, uh, again, something else you mentioned that you're a cruise girl. Mm. And I would say that, that cruise is kind of like one of those. There's a few, like, different miles. I've spoken a, f- a few times with a couple of different queens about different milestones in drag. So, yeah. like. One for me was like Albert Schloss, and I yeah. think a lot of people look <gasps> love to, to do Schloss. A lot of people look to Schloss for yeah. like that's a milestone. And yeah. You've got Filthy is another milestone as well that I Filthy's spoken about cool. before. Yeah. I think working in cruises is another one. Yeah, like not exclusive, but it's one of the harder kind of, ones to get. It's I think the ones that are harder to get and the ones that not everyone is doing is what people look for for milestones. Yeah. So you've been there a while. Mm, a while. How? <laughs> Not no no no. I'm gonna rephrase How, that who because did you suck off to get this. No 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 no. no. <laughs> that's that's not what I meant. That's come out completely no, I, wrong. I get it. How does someone like yourself? What are you trying to say? Who's no no? I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. Don't you worry. I'm just rephrasing. I'm just rephrasing. Bear with me one second. So, How does someone as basic as no Violet no no? I'm don't joking. put these words in my mouth before Girl, they come out. I, I get what. I... Oh God, this audio is gonna be so loud. <laughs> Because it was quite early on in your drag career. It was, yeah. So was it, this needs to come out the right way. <laughs> and then just like, how, how did I eventually like start off in London and move back up and then have Yeah. That? So um, like, how did, I think my question is, is how mm. did Cruise come about for you? Oh, so I moved back up from London and I was just looking for anything I could get. Like mm-hmm. I was planning on, like I did my master's and just started that. But then at the same time, crews were actually looking for a family of queens. To, I think it was to kind of compete with Filthy. Okay. Like when I look back at it, because Filthy is a beast and I genuinely don't think anyone can compete with them because mm. it's just such a like trailblazer of a night in Manchester. Uh-huh. And I have so much respect for the queens that do it, and I've just always looked up like Elsa. Love. I mean, Elsa. they've hit a gold mine with it, really. They have, like and it's, it's like I the think longevity Cru- of it. I think is what's so impressive. Hundred percent, and like I think Cruise, when they were starting a night called Saucy, mm-hmm. they were looking for that like, kind of like a similar vibe on a Thursday. And I put my hat in the ring, and luckily from working there as a bar staff all them years ago, I knew the staff who were putting it on, and I had already like made that connection, and like was just very lucky to have asked and said, and then got the opportunity. Because mm-hmm. he knew I did drag in London, but I kind of wasn't at the level that they wanted. But I really put my two pence in and said, like, look, I can do this. I'm, I'm happy to do what you want. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think I was very lucky. Because mm-hmm. we all, like, ba- even Barb started there at Saucy. So she started, like, a year after me, I think, at Saucy. Maybe two, I can't remember. So you were there before, just for clarification, if anyone doesn't know, oh, Barb yeah. is the if face of Cruise. If you don't know basically. who Barb is, where have you been, girl? Literally. <laughs> so Barb started after you. Barb started after me at Cruise and uh, kind of uh, hit the ground running and is now, like, the face of Cruise. And she's, mm. like, a dear sister. She's so talented. Mm-hmm. That girl can turn out anything on that sewing machine. It- it's genuine genuinely like literally an art form uh-huh. when she gets behind that sewing machine i'm like girl <laughs> me next um, please literally. she's made me a few outfits and i genuinely want some of the best garments i've had made uh-huh. like stunning through and through but I, I that's i just got lucky i think with cruise and mm-hmm. having already that family at cruise that knew me mm-hmm. i well i did cha-cha too so okay I, I did what night did i do at cha-cha i did a disney night this was like years before i even asked to do the 
saucy and I and Cheddar was always kind of like you know just anyone's welcome mm-hmm. and she gave me so much guidance on how to like work in the scene and like she kind of installed that like driving me to do better and Anna gave me like some of the tips on performing and mm-hmm. like how to do my anaphylactic mixes. anaphylactic yeah sorry yeah. and everyone there like the queens who started there inspired me a lot to do the drag I'm doing now mm-hmm. I think like, I've always like, stayed in that cruise sphere. Mm-hmm. So I'm very lucky in that sense. And I've always been around cruise. Yeah. So like that's how I mainly started there. Okay. Yeah. So I like to pose the question to queens that have been going for lo- a longer time. What did I say? The, no, you're old. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm old in drag years. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Listen, it adds it adds some years on. It doesn't it look fuck, like it's it, honestly my skin. When I was younger, I'm like, how have I not been taking care of my skin that well? And it's still semi okay. Honestly, it's rude. <laughs> um, but the question I pose to you is mm. how you think the drag scene mm. or the village has changed since when you first started to now? Because uh. you've seen it. You've seen it through seen a, lot. a few different eras. Yeah, like I I remember when Napoleon's was even open, like going there and like the girls at Naps. Like I don't know, it's like I've seen it evolve from more of a club kid city. Like Alter Ego used to have, is it Poptastic? I think back in the day when I was eighteen. We won't they... give that too much praise. <laughs> no, we won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember seeing Danny Bay there. And it, yeah. He, they were just totally different out to what they started us to now. And I remember seeing Danny, I think, on the DJ decks and being amazed by that. Mm-hmm. And then seeing different eras of it being like a club kid city and then traditional. And then when I started, it was more the drag race era. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the Rue girls were coming over. Mm-hmm. And then influencing how drag was done that way. So it's kind of like I've had multiple experiences of different eras in like the short space of nearly nine years. And I'm just like, how? <laughs> Do you know what that, I, what I, the question that comes off that for me, mm. for you, is do you think that's benefited your drag? Seeing all these different eras and, and kind of all the different influences, different mm. types of drag over the years. I think it's given me more respect for it. Like I genuinely like love kind of any drag, like, Mm. I love the dirty kind of grunge about certain queen's numbers, like, and I love the, sp- I love a spoken word lipstick. Oh, I love mm. it. And that comes from like Cha-Cha. But so then, impressive. And then I love, like, um, Chanel does like a mean ballad. Mm. Like, and like, I lot of respect for like girls who sing live. Like, I love a girl, like, in Via, I'm a Via gay now. <laughs> After 25, minutes, I was like, age. oh my God, Via's actually kind of buffing up. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like looking at like KY Kelly and it's seeing them singing like on the mic and it's like seeing all that different kind of drag and like, and it evolving and like, I just have so much respect for it all and i think that's come from like my different kind of like journey through mm-hmm. like I've, I've, had, I've had many bumps in the road where i've had different experiences and it's kind of opened my eyes to a lot more than just like more feminine presenting queen but yeah it's kind of just been a whirlwind for me mm-hmm. like i'm very lucky in that sense yeah, yeah. speaking of what you like watching mm. let me what's direct it towards you what's yeah. your what's your favorite number to do Ooh, because obviously I usually talk, I usually talk about we we only met very recently. Mm. I usually talk with my guests about how we know each other. Yeah. So just for the listeners' perspective, we've seen each other around, but not actually no, got not. to kind of you yeah. know speak one on one. And we did a, a show together in mm. Hatch for Pride. Pride. Yeah. Um. So I've only seen like a couple of numbers of mm. you live. What do you think? And in person. <laughs> Put it back on you um, now. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair, this is why I don't like questions. Yeah. I had my nose in a glass for a lot of that <laughs> evening. 
<laughs> so I can't say that I saw a lot of it. But She's I loved the air hostess number. Yeah. Is that well, one is that one of your favourites? Yeah. Okay, well that I've seen one, that it's one. weird how that came about. I just I used to watch Airline like on Sky Free or something mm. when we had it and always watching that, I was just obsessed with Jane and like all the yeah. drama like like a Luton airport yeah. <laughs> and all that kind it of was like, the um if I'm right in thinking, I hope I remember this right, but you had clips from Come Fly with me as well. I yeah, so I mixed is... Yeah. <sighs> Problematic show now, but however, I've not done anything of the problematic bits. I've just done, like, the Shaq and Keely speaking. Yes. That is my favourite. I love it Literally, so much. It sounds like, like home. Yeah. <laughs> Are you Scouse? A little bit. Oh, I, do, I can't tell. I'm, a, I'm what's called a wool. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm right. from, I'm on this side of the water. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the good side, but I'm just close enough. I heard it then. Well, yeah. The good side. Because you mentioned do it, it now. Um... <laughs> Listen, if I'm around my Scouse girls, I get really, really Scouse. It's just, I have I have one of those, not that you asked, but here you go. There we go. Um, I have one of those things where my accent kind of morphs to whoever I'm with. Yeah. So when I first met Sam and I was around all of his friends, mm. when I first met Holly and I was around all of her friends, I went really Geordie for a little bit. Did you? When I went to uni in Leicester, my accent went really Southern for a little bit. I did just, that when I moved away. Depends. Yeah, London. Yeah. I got a London twang and then everyone up north was like, hey, what the fuck? And I'm like... Hey, bag oh, happens. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway. So speaking of numbers and drag queens and yeah. such, we have to talk about tits and teeth because we've Ooh. left it. We've, we've left it long enough. It's been the elephant in the room. It has indeed. A phrase I brought over from the states. Indeed. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> elephant in the room. You're such a camper. I'm stupid. Um. So. Tears and Teeth is yes. your little baby. It is. Where did it come from? For, tell the audience what it... The audience? <gasps> tell the listeners... It is an audience. Yes. Tell the listeners what it is mm. and where it came from. Tits and Teeth is my own little kind of just events kind of thing I started. So during lockdown, I, I noticed the pinch like a lot, like we all did. Mm-hmm. And I just was like sat at home doing fuck all. And I was like thinking to myself, right, now is a better time than ever to put my ass into gear because I was getting the furlough money because I worked at Starbucks at the time so I was getting the money luckily from there and I was still working so I, I had loads of free time to like plan an event and stuff and I started out doing brunches okay and I thought that was my way in and we had a deal with Beer Keller mm-hmm. and then Beer Keller pulled out last minute because the Premier League took priority right and I was like well, well kind of because it was literally <laughs> two days before the event that they pulled it and we undersold by four tickets and they were really adamant that we weren't gonna go ahead with it just because we undersold by four and it was really disheartening but luckily no i didn't put that much into it so i didn't lose anything i was very smart about saving up and like planning ahead for any unfortunate things that might happen Mm -hmm. so i tried a few brunches unfortunately didn't happen but then i went to the cabaret stuff it's just taken off from there Mm -hmm. so i did tits and teeth primarily it's just a cabaret night that i just wanted to put my own show my own spin on stuff because i was getting bored with doing just like standard numbers where it's just one song and yeah a one and done basically yeah and i wanted to go back to the roots of like cha-cha and have like every kind of number you can think of like spoken word maybe a live singer something else and bring everyone in that is local to manchester and showcase local manchester queens yeah and i feel like i've been very lucky with the venue we've got now ply they've just been so receptive Mm -hmm. and like big big like thank you to them for like supporting us because they've been so crucial to the success i've had like the last three months because it's only really taken off this last year 
And again, Cruz also helped me with that. So I've been very fortunate yeah. that Cruz, because uh, that's where the cabaret started originally. Mm-hmm. We tried it downstairs in the sub and I moved to Ply just because it was a bigger space and I could get a bit more there. And like with Cruz, I felt like it was just a bit too small of a space. So we just moved. But also having that, like, as you said, you've got that kind of, Cruise is like your like where you started. It's kind yeah. of your home. So yeah, you can I was very fortunate. Trial it. Yeah, I was very fortunate that they were even up for doing it. Like, yeah. I was I was very very thankful to them to even make me. I think the right word. Give me like the hope of like putting on a show of yeah. my own and like let me lead the way. Yeah, so, not like, everyone's done that. I'm very uh, very grateful to Cruise for a lot of my beginnings as mm. well. Like, so yeah. Big shout out to Cruz Lop. <laughs> <laughs> See you in Cubicle 3, girl. <laughs> Where is this Cubicle 3? Have you not been? What is it? Uh, it's downstairs. So like, if, for those who, listeners who don't know oh the layout Lord. of Cruz, there's a different. There's two different floors to Cruz. There's upstairs and downstairs. There's Cruz 101 on top and then Sub 101 downstairs, which is like the bit more like techno or like underground bar. Yep. And there's a cubicle in there that's quite big. There's room for more than two, shall we say. I'm not going to go into it because I don't know if I'm allowed to even talk about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, I didn't even know this existed. Is this, but, is this like a well-known thing? Yeah, it's like it's like an ongoing joke that like, all the people play on in, like on Twitter and like everywhere else. But it used to be... <laughs> I don't know if it even was called this. Maybe I've misheard this. But back in the days when Anna used to host Aftershock, uh-huh. it was called Anna's Office for a little bit as oh, well. Oh, Lord. And it, I've... <laughs> Oh, I don't know if this actually was the case. I've, maybe I've just made this up, or maybe I've just like remembered it wrong. Yeah, but, maybe I'll leak this bit out. Yeah, maybe actually, yeah, maybe this <laughs> true because Anna might be like Johnny. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, Violet. I want to hear it now, though. Go on. Um, it was just like a bigger cubicle where people would go in and do illicit activities in the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, illicit. very vague, we very might... Violet vague. Violet. Oh, do not. <laughs> I've got I've got Violent Vogue, Violet Vague, Violet fucking Vanderpump. <laughs> oh my lord. Oh my um, lord. But yeah, that um Tits and Teeth started literally from Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, back <laughs> circling back. Oh look at me being professional. Oh it's the first time you've been professional today. Oh girl, literally I'm, I'm on the ball now. I've, I've had a vape and I've had a break. I'm on a lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, Tits and Teeth just started out luckily in lockdown, then crew supported me through my idea, give me loads of help like on how to make the event succeed like nick who is the event organizer and manager for cruise he gave me so much like advice and guidance and was like kind of a mentor to like mm-hmm. you know he he was always like it's your night like like let's do what you want and he was mm-hmm. always so supportive and yeah. i'm very grateful for that and then again reply there just like anything goes like you it's your night you can do what you want and i'm literally like never really had that at all mm-hmm. so i feel like i've been very fortunate to make that happen yeah for me personally and then to grow it now i feel like next year i kind of want to b- bring it a little bit bigger and like do maybe a club night mm-hmm. i don't know it's kind of like everything's up in the air at the moment i'm still trying to work out what we're doing for halloween yeah like, and it's only like prize around the corner i'm still i'm thinking way ahead to christmas and i'm like um she's defrosting girl no, <laughs> no, I'm, coming. I'm i'm not a christmas girl at all you're not a Christmas girl. No, I do not like Christmas at all. See, Halloween I, is a big one for me. I, I was a I was a Halloween queen. Love yeah. Halloween. Oh, origins. Yeah. Origin wise, I'm a Halloween queen, mm. but I just do not like Christmas. I, I do not like Christmas. I'm at not all. fond of it because it's like you you pigeonholed into doing Christmas numbers. Yeah, and um, also there's like there are some great Christmas numbers. Yeah. There really, really are. But Bet Midler's got a good one. Jingle bells, which is like just. It just <laughs> 
They're just the. I don't know. They're just very. I don't want to anger same. a whole load of people. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to like shut down a whole audience of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mariah Carey cancelled. <laughs> I am not going to talk anymore on my hatred for Christmas. Okay. I'm going to leave that for another I'm time. I'm going to leave it on that. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I'm not gonna, I feel like I can't do it. But Halloween's it. the same. It's like you pigeonholed into doing it, but I feel like spooky's more fun. It's more... It's more broad. It's more Violet Vague. I feel oh. like you can... You can like... <laughs> it's more broad. You more can, broad. You can... I'm not calling you broad, by the way. Um, Don't need to. I'm just looking at you. <laughs> You can sort in me, tip for tap. You can... I'm joking. You can... <laughs> it's intuitive, actually. It, it is... Oh, shut up. <laughs> Sorry, let, you say your point. I keep interrupting. Go on. No, it's fine. Point. It's more of a broad theme. I feel like Halloween, you can do a lot more with. Oh, yeah. There's like, more... There's if more... you wanted to do... Even... Because the idea behind Halloween... Mm. For for queens anyway, dressing mm. up. Yeah, you can, you can just dr- you could just do any number, just yeah. dressed as someone. Just make it obviously you have to like step it up because it's Halloween. Yeah, so you have to look like that person. <clears throat> yeah, or thing or whatever. But it you can do so much more with Halloween than you can do with Christmas. No, you're right. And I will die on that hill. Yeah, no, you're right. To be fair, like you can do like Halloween. It's like that quote from Mean Girls. Halloween is where the girls dress up like sluts or something. But yeah. Like, but then when Katie literally goes as like the corpse bride. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and there's like two different types of people for Halloween. Literally, slutty people, and then everyone who's goes full out. Yeah, which like I adore. Yeah, you're right. Like Halloween is just so broad; you can do everything. And Christmas is just like so pigeonholed and like mm. nah. And I like, hope everyone proves me wrong this year. I hope I'm Christmas, proved wrong. Yeah, I'm kind of not looking forward to it this year because it's just gonna be boring. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I have so many Christmas outfits that just sit in the wardrobe gathering dust and I can't stand it. And that's another thing. It takes up wardrobe space. Yes. And it's like... you oh, don't use it all year round. No, you wear, you wear that white fur red dress one time a year and do your Mariah Carey shimmy. Yeah. And that's it. And you do it every night for five nights sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, piss off. And the straights love it. Agreed. And the gays love it some degree. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, put Ariana Grande on. I'm like, no girl. <laughs> oh, I do love Santa tell me. <laughs> I'm a bit of an... A- knew that's the one. I'm an Arianator. Are you? You not tell. See, I'm not an Ariana stand, but respect her. I am. Mm, are you? I'm a Beyonce and Gaga gay. Beyonce, big yeah, one. Big, big one big, for big, Holly. Yeah. Is it? Mm. Beyonce's my queen. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so we're kind of nearing the end of the episode. Oh. So we've obviously spoken about how you started, mm-hmm. what you do outside of drag. Yeah. We've, we've gone all the way through up to Tits and Teeth, yeah. which is kind of the current yeah, situation. T- tits and Teeth's the current era. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my Tits and Teeth era. <laughs> Literally. I ask everyone if mm. there's anything that you've not done yet that you're wanting to do or that you've not been able to do yet um whether it's with tits and teeth or whether it's with drag or whether it's with tv there's quite a lot like i've i've done well we've not got long so oh well (laughs) i'll wrap it up then (laughs) i think with drag i i would love to do schloss like get into like that kind of sphere like i I nearly did this year but they cut the cabaret and in Manchester specifically. Yeah. So when they bring it back, hopefully I'll I'll message again and hopefully get in. And I don't know with drag. I, I kind of don't think about advancing too far ahead. I'm kind of in the present always. Like, mm. I've, I've obviously, like, if Drag Race was to be an eventuality, I'd defo go for it. But then it closes so many doors for me as well. Like, like we mentioned with TV work, if I was to work on Drag Race, I couldn't work in telly again. Mm. So it'd be like stepping into one career aspect, 
working in drag and working in events and maybe like... I think it shuts a lot of doors. It definitely shuts a lot of doors for me creatively because with not being a Rue girl, I can do more things. But it's like I don't even kind of want it anymore. Like, I, it, for me, when I started, it was like the pinnacle. Mm. RuPaul's Drag Race was the pinnacle of what you could do in drag. And now I'm seeing people do other things without it. And it's kind of like opened my mind to say, like, I don't really need that. And also, I don't think I'm even ready. I don't think I'm even in a right place to be considered. So, like, being honest, like, I don't think I'd be considered full on for it. I and I don't think that's me being pessimistic. I just don't genuinely think I don't think I'm what they're looking for. Mm. Which is fair. Like, I, but I, when, I, when you were saying about, like, not being ready, mm. I think a lot of people might look at Drag Race and say that a person might not be up to the standard of drag race and that's yeah. why they might not be considered mm. but i think what we're now kind of realizing and and kind of noticing yeah is that it's a different avenue and just yeah. because someone isn't right for it doesn't necessarily mean they're not good at what they do or they're exactly. not a good yeah performer yeah or they're not a good drag person mm-hmm. but just that it's not it's not the be all end all they're not a drag race person yeah and I feel like... And that's completely different. Yeah, I feel like Drag Race is open so many doors for so many people, which is amazing. However, mm. for me, I just don't think it's the right door that I want to even consider. Mm. For me, I've never... Drag was never a, a thought of a career or paid or anything. And like, it still shouldn't be. Um, well, I'm booked and blessed of a pride girl. <laughs> girl that was a personal decision. I told you that in confidence. <laughs> girl, my pride is like hellish. And Wednesday through to This Monday. is coming out after pride, so... Oh, is it? Yeah. So I'm doing Wednesday all the way through to the Monday mm-hmm. and it's going to kill me. Yeah. But I'm just thinking of the paycheck afterwards and all the yeah. money, which That'd I need. Um, I mean, by the time this comes out, it's going to be next Pride. I'm joking. I'm joking. Really? Actually? No. It might oh. be, to be fair, because there's like 20 guests, if I yeah. do them weekly, it's going to take, I'm, I'm airing it in September. Mm. It's probably going to take me into 2024. Wow. Okay. Because... Oh, so by the time I talk about this, Tintin's uh, Eve Halloween will be gone. <laughs> uh, it's not going to be there chronological. Is. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Um, that well, my next question was going to be, what's next? Um, well, I've just answered kind of. I Literally. Really, yeah. yeah. She's a present girly. I which kind is very rare. Not many, not, no one, I don't think anyone has answered that question that yeah. way. Like, I've obviously, I want to do bigger and better things. Like, I'd love to do some theatre work maybe, but okay. like, it's just like, I've not thought about it properly because I don't really consider it mm. until like, I see someone do it and I'm like, oh, I'd love to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like other people inspire me to do other things. It's like, I'm trying to think of who it is now. Danny Danny Beard, for instance, when they went on uh, Britain's Got Talent, that was like something they wanted to do and then they eventually got on Drag Race. It was like, they elevated themselves to do one thing and then another thing and then another thing. I think that's kind of the progression I want to go to. Maybe elevate myself more to get into one avenue and then peak mm-hmm. and then try something else. Always mm-hmm. evolve and never stay in the same yeah oh my do you God. know what is daft is that what? the last i would say the last few notes and questions that i had for you've answered before or i've got to them before. yeah oh my god yeah. the profound vogue <laughs> <laughs> oracle who... vogue <laughs> oh, i wouldn't go that far for someone who doesn't look to the future mm. she's clearly a psychic <laughs> psychic <laughs> vogue <laughs> mystic vogue i was gonna say mystic mog then <laughs> Mystic Bog. <laughs> oh, Bog Witch. Hi, that's your drag, that. <laughs> How very dare you. I mean, are we wrong? I brush my hair. Mm, once a week. <laughs> <laughs> You're, I'm, I'm just volleying back. Literally. I don't <laughs> think I have the, the energy to volley back. <laughs> <laughs> Too good for me. 
Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's um, I think that's your episode. Love. Oh my god, thank you for having me. It's honestly been so much fun. Good, I've honestly enjoyed having you here, and oh, um, thanks, thank Bob. you for sharing all of the finer details of your life. No, it's fine. And like, if you ever want to do tits and teeth, let me know. Absolutely, I have tits and teeth. Gorge. So it, it, it makes sense. <laughs> breast and gums. Breast and gums, Indeed. darling. Well, it's breast and gums, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> come to think of it, actually, I don't wear tits that often, so... I wear a bra and a Can I just be teeth, teeth and flat chest? Teeth and nipples. Nips and teeth. Nips and teeth. N- nips and gums. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Please, that has to be the Halloween edition. Nips and gums. <laughs> It sounds I'm sorry like, for um, anyone listening with my witch cackle of a laugh. I feel bad for Holly in there. Oh, I know. Sorry, babes. <laughs> oh, well. um, anyway, we will say goodbye because we yeah. could do this all evening. Honestly, the tangents we've been on. Literally, it's been a journey. Literally. Um, but thank you so much for joining me. No, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And um, we'll see you very soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Slay. How was that? So much fun.